Today, you'll meet Julia Taylor, a self-taught coder that's turned that skill into a global empire she calls Geek Pack. I was first introduced to Julia by last week's guest, Renee Rebar. Julia and I shared a meal and drinks in person at two of my favorite local hangouts when she and her hubby were full-time RVers. You'll definitely want to turn up the volume on this episode and hear how Julia learned a skill set and then started sharing it with others, which eventually turned into Geek Pack. Enjoy, and I'll catch you on the other side. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest because she is one of the few people that I've met online that I've actually had the opportunity to meet in person. We had dinner together. We had drinks together when she was RVing through town. So it was so awesome that we were able to connect like that. Let me introduce you to her and tell you a little bit more about Julia. So Julia has taught over 1,400 women to say yes to any WordPress request, most of whom have never touched a line of code in their lives. She's a former military wife, a self-taught web developer, and she's a lover of location independence. In the pursuit of her own career and career progression, she taught herself how to code, and it was love at first sight, and she was hooked. And we're going to dive more into Julia's story because there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this journey that I know so many of you can take and apply into your life and into your business. So Julia, with all that being said, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. Now, when I think about people who are out there amplifying their awesome and who are building these businesses that are really representing who they really are on the inside, quirks and all, like the fun-loving side of them, you're one of the people that comes to mind because, I mean, just going to look at your Instagram account or even on Facebook or anything you put out, there's this element of fun. And I know that to be so true about who you really are. So, I want to hear the backstory on this WordPress, how you taught yourself. It was love at first sight because that was not my experience with WordPress. So can you take us back to sort of the beginning of how you started on this journey of this business? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, um, So my kind of journey to location independence for the US intelligence community and I, I, was, I was in 08, I was deployed to Afghanistan. This was my first deployment. And while I was there, I met a soldier, fell in love, and he just happened to be British. So we did long distance for a long time. He deployed more, I deployed more, and it was finally like, right, this is too much. So I, I left my job in DC and moved to the UK and got married. And I found myself to be a military wife, which I'm super, super proud of. But my career progression just just plummeted because we moved every two years. 
So I could not find a career that would kind of move with me. So I was in nine to five, nine to five, just blah jobs, nothing exciting. And on that, that that's where I found myself. So a couple of years later, I was in one of these nine to fives and I'm sat there and my boss walks in and um, I worked in the university. So I didn't do anything techie. Now, but kind of going back, I have a degree in Russian. So I, nothing techie. I've never done anything with code before. I don't have any formal education. Uh, and so everything I've, I've done education wise before, I don't use now. So just kind of a heads up on that. So I'm sat there in my nine to five typing away and my boss walks in and he says to me, Julia, I want our website to do X. And he walks out. And I, I, I have no idea what he's talking about. I've never done anything with a website. I've never, nothing at all. So I look at my colleague and he kind of looks at me and I'm wide eyed and he says, okay, let, let's Google it. So I think, okay, I, I know how to Google. So I Google what I think he asked for. And I see this line of, of text of code and you know, I don't know what to do with it. So we, we take, we copy it. I paste it into the, the back end of the website. I hit save, I refresh the page on the, on the front and it worked. And that is when I say <laughs> it was love at first sight, that's what it was. Cause it was this realization of if I just did that in five minutes on Google, what more could I learn? And could this be a skill that I could learn while I'm still working and potentially turn into a, 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 a location independent lifestyle? So at the time I didn't know anything about online business. I had no social media profile considering my, my last job in the government. So it took years of me learning and figuring things out to finally figure out online business and finding clients in Facebook groups and all these things. So it was a very long journey. And when I, when I figured that out on Google, I Googled and YouTubed everything I've ever learned and know, but it took me, you know, four or five years to, to get to where I could then offer it as a service to clients. So we, my husband retired from the military and um, we were like, well, what do we do now? And we said, well, let's live in an RV for a while and travel around the U.S. and, and figure out where we want to live. Yeah. But I, I was able to because of the, the job I'd created so I could work from anywhere. And so we, we did. We sold everything. We bought an RV. And that's how you and I met, of course, which was awesome. And we were traveling around and I'm doing stuff on Instagram and people are saying to me, how are you able to travel full time? How, how are you? are you independently wealthy or, you know, are your parents rich, all this stuff? No, I taught myself this one skill and built a business out of it. So they said, I want to learn. So the, I now teach people how to code and how to build WordPress websites and, and how to be a WordPress developer. But it was an organic thing because people said to me, I want your location independent lifestyle. Teach me how you um, learn that skill. So that's kind of where I am now. Now I teach primarily women, we have lots of awesome men in the program as well, um, how to code and raise their rates and, and, you know, build, build websites and just charge a lot more than they ever would have. So that's the backstory. So good. And there's so much to really unpack in that story. And the first thing I want to point out is that you said it took you years to learn this skill, four to five years before you started doing it. And now you're on the other side teaching people. Because so often what happens is that we see people on social media and we think, oh my gosh, they're so so much further ahead. I could never do that. Because we, we sometimes as creators forget to share the backstory of what it really looks like to build a business because there are so many moving parts. And the fact that you're sharing that it took that time. So so that it's realistic for people to think, oh, if I want to build this business too, cool, you know, with Julia's help, I can get there faster. 
but it might take some time and that's mm -hmm. okay. Being okay with taking time that is needed to build your business, I think is such a key takeaway for so many of my listeners because you know, we have these passions, we have these visions, we have these missions. And of course, we want to do it right now, you know, not yeah. two years from now or four years from now, but we're right now. Yeah. So I, I love that bit. And the second part of that is that you did this organically and people then started asking you how you were having this lifestyle and mm -hmm. the way you were living your life really propelled the business forward. So for all of you listening, I want you to think about that too. Is there something in your life that people ask you about? Because again, we often discount the things that we're just doing naturally that come easily to us and we don't think about sharing them. So that's part two of, of Julia's story. So Julia, I know you're, you're a big believer in empowering women to learn all of these skills. So let me ask you this, as a woman going into, um, I guess it's more there are more women in the world of tech and web development than there ever have been. And that's probably thanks to you and you know, all the trailblazers out there. Was it difficult in the beginning for you to kind of find a place in this very techy, very male dominated career? Yeah, oh yeah. And I, um, that's part of the reason why it took so long and uh, I wanted to quit so many times. Cause when I, as I mentioned, I didn't have the social media presence. I didn't know I could have an online business. So when I learned the skills, I was thinking to myself, I can learn these skills and then I can get a real job um, with, with a, a real company that would let me work remote because that's all I knew. And come to find out, they won't even look at you if you don't have the right degree, if you don't have 50 years of experience and, you know, uh, maybe I'm a little bit too female, but um, there were a lot of things that were stacked against me. So it was kind of like, well, how do you even get started in the industry when there's so much that you need ahead of time? And it was, it was only when I realized I could start my own business and <laughs> no one cares what my education is. It's just, can I deliver something awesome? Mm -hmm. And so when I started looking into a, creating a course, the biggest thing for me, the most important thing that was going to be a part of this course was the community that would go along with it. Because when I started engaging in, in um, online uh, groups, Facebook groups and things like that, where, where, co where the coding and WordPress development and things like that was the, the, the thing that people were talking about, people are mean. And it was really disheartening. And again, I, I couldn't go anywhere and ask a question without feeling like, is someone going to is someone going to call me an imposter? Is someone going to going to say, you don't know what you're talking about. You shouldn't call yourself this. If you don't know this, then how could you do that? But pe people are really, really mean. And unfortunately, it was mostly men. So I knew when I wanted to, to teach other people that the thing that would be the most important was going to be a community. And that that's my Geek Pack community. And like I said, it's mostly women, but we do have a lot of awesome guys in there. And guys are more than welcome. I get asked all the time, are, are guys welcome? And they are, but the, the community is, it is supportive, it is encouraging. We, we celebrate wins, we lift each other up when we're having a rough day. You can ask any question, no matter how silly or dumb you might feel, there is no such thing. And I have, my entire team hangs out in that Facebook community just to help everyone with every single question that they have. So it's, that is the most important thing that I've created and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, it is, it's, it's not an easy place to, to be as a female in the tech industry. It is getting better hundred um, percent. 
Um, but for anyone that's that's considering learning to code or learning, getting into, into the tech industry, I would highly, highly recommend that you find a community of like-minded people who will lift you up and encourage you and support you. Cause that's, that's, tech is not easy. Learning a new language, it's, it's not the easiest thing. So you want people around you that can kind of help you and empower you. Yeah, and this bit about community and finding a community that can support you and uplift you rather than tearing you down, I think is more important than ever, you know, with everyone being, you know, hanging out at their houses, really staying distance, having that online support community is really great. And I know back in the years when I was trying to teach myself WordPress and all these things too, yeah, it was hard because I would spend hours and hours and hours Googling and there weren't a lot of communities back then where you could go into and openly ask a question without feeling like, okay, wait, what, what, what are they going to say back to me? Because I'm a little afraid of the response, right? Um, yeah. And so the imposter syndrome, syndrome definitely creeps in. Now, speaking of the imposter syndrome, you, you, you went in building this community, you knew that community was going to be important. How do you help your clients now deal with the imposter syndrome? Because there's so much to know in this world of website development. In particular, WordPress has so many things. It's always changing. There's new things all the time. How do you help them to embrace these new skills so that you they learn the skills, but then to go out there and have that confidence and knowing they can go do this? How do you help them do that? Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> I, I tell my students all the time, like I still have imposter syndrome and I just say to them, accept it, know that it's not gonna go away and just know that, that the only way you can start to kind of break through that is just to take a step forward. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing that I tell all my students, brand new students that come in is, and, and, and they don't like it, they get really uncomfortable when I say this, but I say to them, okay, you've joined the course, you have access to the community where you can ask any question and we will help you troubleshoot through anything. So I say to him, as soon as you join, I want you to go to all your social media channels and change your title to WordPress developer, website designer, whatever, whatever title they want to use. I, I tell them to change it and they're like, oh, no, I can't do that. Because, because what if, what if I, what if I get a job immediately? Or what if this, or what if that, but they do, most of them do. And the amount of times we get posts in the Facebook group and people saying, oh my gosh, I just changed my title and my neighbor's brother's cousin got in touch because they need a website. So that is the thing that I, I get them to do something uncomfortable immediately because then there's a good chance they're going to have a win. They're going to feel better about it. And I, I just keep saying, you know, you've got all the skills, you've got all the resources and you've got the community so you can ask the questions. So it, it, you're never going to feel comfortable. You're always going to want to learn more. So just don't be uncomfortable immediately, get that over with, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, the idea of getting used to being uncomfortable is definitely a lesson all entrepreneurs need to hang in their hats, print on their computer, computers, and have it in front of them always because, yeah, it's, it's easy to lose sight of that. And then the other thing about the titles, right? We get so hung up in our society on titles. What should be the proper title be? And the fact that you're just giving them permission and saying, it's okay, you can claim that because that's what you are. If, if you're in this class, that is what you are. So just claim that because that is a scary step to say, oh, I'm, I'm a website developer. I'm a, I'm a you know, a web um, designer, coder, wh whatever the title it is. I love that you're giving them permission. So for all of you listening, if there's a title in the back of your mind about what you want to call yourself, 
we're giving you permission now to make it up. And I know when, when I first, um, a couple of years ago on the podcast, I decided I was one day I was going to call myself the chief dreamer because that's all I do. Like, I'm really good at dreaming big and having these visions. And people were like, after I did it, I was really scared to put it out there too. But they're like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more, right? Having that moment where people can, you, you say something and they respond back and having that connection and then the engagement and that connection and building those relationships. That's what I love most about social media because you can make these small changes and you think no one's watching, but really there are some people who are kind of hanging out, waiting, waiting for us like to step into all the greatness that they see in us. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So when it comes to creating content for your business, I know everyone likes to create content differently. I know you have an amazing Instagram channel. You do a lot of stories. And we were talking in the beginning before the, the episode started about how stories are kind of exhausting to create. But on the, on the receiving end, they're so lovely to be able to get to know people. Is that your primary means of creating content for the people you want to connect with? So um, I'm, I'm really fortunate in the last handful of months, I was able to hire a social media manager. So I, I'm, we, when we have a, a very kind of detailed strategic plan for, for all my social media, and this is relatively new. So before having a plan, it was completely random. And whenever I had time, I would do this, this, and this. But now we have a, you know, on this day of this week of this month, and we have themes and we have pillars and we have buckets and we have, you know, everything. So um, we, we, it, we are specific about, um, kind of empowering women that that's definitely, um, one of the big things about the content that we put out, um, learning a, a tech skill, um, the lifestyle of being able to, to work from anywhere. Those are the three main things. And we use, um, Facebook, I do lives weekly that is, is repurposed. And, and of course, you know, you, you repurpose content like no one's business. So I've taken a lot of advice from you. We, um, we do lives that go to posts, that go to Instagram uh, posts and, and then lead off stories and, and all that. We use testimonials. So it's mostly Facebook and Instagram. We also um, have a presence on LinkedIn. But for now, those are the main ones we are looking to expand into YouTube and Pinterest and, and other places. But for now, it's just those three. So there's one key word I want to pull out of everything you just shared, and that is there's a plan. Because I know when it comes to content, sometimes it's kind of like the, you know, the spaghetti technique, you just kind of keep throwing things to see what sticks. And, you know, some days you share a lot of really great stuff and other days you get to the end of the day thinking, oh, shoot, I probably should need to post something. And then, you know, we go into that, that anxious feeling where we are putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to show up. But this idea of actually having a plan, sitting down, figuring it out in a plan, is great because a plan can change. Just because you write it down doesn't mean it has to be so forever. So this is something that I love working on my clients with is the plan because all the ideas are, are great. We just need to be able to synthesize them and put them out in a way that's going to make sense for the user to get to know us and to build a community, to build a tribe, to build these relationships. So I love that you have a plan for this and that you're repurposing because, you know, that's, that's yeah. my, that's my um, favorite thing to do um, is to turn one thing into lots of things because as women, as content creators, as business owners, we wear so many hats that if we can simplify the way that we're creating content by creating less of it, but then having a plan to repurpose it, that's when the magic seems to happen. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And also showing up consistently because I was terrible at that. Um, I'd had like a week where I was just on all the time and then I would get tired of it. I would get annoyed and I wouldn't want to look at my phone. And I, so knowing that there's a plan and then it's just on this day and on this day, and it's just a consistent, sometimes the content is better than others. Sometimes I do more stories than, than, than other times, but that's okay. At least it's consistent. And like you said, there's a plan. And when you say consistent, can you unpack that for us? Because consistency to different people means different things. What does it look like for you? Yeah, sure. So we, uh, let's see, we have two posts a week on Instagram. Um, for the most part, it's stories most days, kind of Monday to Friday. And if I feel like it, I will throw in some, you know, personal ones if I feel like it, but I have that choice, which is nice. Um, we we have, I do a Facebook live every week um, and then that is, is repurposed. And I think there's another, so two on Facebook. My Facebook personal profile, um, I keep very, very personal. I do not mix the two. I try very hard not to. I know some people do and, and you know, it's personal preference. So that is, is very inconsistent, but on the business side, we are consistent. So I'd say twice a week, Instagram, twice a week, Facebook, twice a week, week LinkedIn. Um, and then stories um, in there as well, and then a weekly live. And that is that is good for us. It, it works. We're able to, to continue with that. Some people might be saying, I post way more than that. Or some people might be thinking, that's way too much, but you got to figure out what's, what's right mm -hmm. for you. And that is doable for me and my team in where we are now. We might change it in the future. Like you said, it can change and we're, we're totally adaptable. Um, so that's what it looks like for us. Yeah, and I, I love the example. I, I love asking entrepreneurs this question because it does look different for everybody based on you know what's going to feel good and what your audience really wants from you. So, but I, I do love that it's not every day, all day on every platform because I know there are still people out there in the world who are saying post five times a day on on Facebook and twenty five times a day on Twitter, and it just I mean hearing those numbers stresses me out. So what I talk to real entrepreneurs doing real work, making real impact in the world. I really appreciate that it looks way more simplistic than we might think from the outside. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So when it comes to building a business that really taps into all of your awesomeness, all the things that you love, helping people get to know you, what is one tip that you could give to our listeners on embracing the awesome and letting it all shine through? Oh, goodness. Um, I guess it took me a while to kind of figure out what I was passionate about. I thought when I first started learning to code, that that's what I was passionate about. And then I realized that when I, when I showed other people how awesome it was and how they would light up when they would figure something out, or when they realized that they could do this thing that they always thought they could never do because they were, you know, too old or too young or too female or, or not educated or whatever. So seeing other people light up um, and realize that they can do this thing that can make them money, that can give them the lifestyle, that can, you know, give them the confidence and make the, and help them feel empowered to be able to do anything. That has has been so much more incredible for, for me professionally and personally to see other people um, succeed and love it as much as I do. So it's it I think until you, I would say, try different things. Because like I said, I thought I really enjoyed doing the coding, but it was only when I realized that teaching other people to do the coding, that that was so much more 
um, more awesome. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're kind of loving something, keep going with that. Try, try showing other people because the, the feeling of, of showing off what you love to other people that might make you even happier and, and amplify your awesome even more. And if you try that and you're not, not quite so sure, then try something else. I think in the online space, there's, there's so many things you can do and people get overwhelmed with all the different options. So mm -hmm. just try something. And if you love it, awesome. If you don't try something else and then try something else. And then when you find that thing that just fits and it's your passion, if you, if you think about teaching other people, um, it's, you know, I highly recommend it. I've never taught anyone anything before. And all I did when I, when I teach my students is I teach them the way that I wish I had learned. That's mm -hmm. the only way I know how to do it. And, and, and people love it. So don't feel like you can't do something because you don't have the degree or you don't have the experience. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have any experience with any of this. And I love what I do and I'm so, so fortunate to get to do it and help other people. So that's probably what I would say is just try different things, figure out what you're passionate about and then just, just go for it hundred percent. Mm, such great advice. Yes. Going for it hundred percent, because I think that's the part that stops a lot of us in our tracks about, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And then one day when you finally commit and say, you know what, I'm just going to do it. It's an experiment. I'm going to see if it works, see if it fits, see if it feels good. And as you were explaining all this, I'm thinking, I was envisioning a puzzle, how you would put a puzzle piece together. And sometimes you think it's going to fit, but it's not quite right. So you have to kind of move it around and put it on the other side of the puzzle until you get this beautiful picture at the end. So when you were explaining this, I just had that very distinct visual about business is so much like this puzzle and figuring out how to show up in your business and showing other people what you love and being able to help them on their journey. Like it's all that big puzzle that we're putting together. So thank you so much for that advice because it's such a great, just a, just a, a really great um, trio of pieces on how to really show up as your awesome self. Now, Julia, before we wrap up this interview, I do want to make sure that people can connect with you, find out more about Geek Pack, how you help women to learn these amazing skills. And if they're interested in learning these techie skills, where is the best place for them to come find you? Yeah, sure. So I'd say the best place is if, if you go to geekpack.co.co, um, that is, a, is, is the page where you can sign up. I have a free five-day coding challenge. And it literally starts you from the very, very beginning. And it's, it's how I initially learned. So if you've never, ever done anything with code ever, it's the perfect place to start. And the amount of people that get through day one and email me back and are like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. I had no idea that it was this cool, that I could do it. So it's, it's meant to, and, and you build a two-page website in five days entirely from scratch. Mm. So start with nothing and you have this really cool thing to show off at the end. So that's probably the best. And then you can join my free Facebook group um, as well, ask questions in there. Uh, and, and yeah, I think that's probably the best place to, um, to check out more. So amazing. And I know over the summer you did some things for kids. So you're kind of covering the whole spectrum because I think coding is one of those things that it's not bound by any certain age. Anybody can literally jump in there if they have a desire to learn. So I appreciate you for, for demystifying this whole WordPress world, sharing this 
advice and sharing your talents with so many other people who are now empowered and equipped to go out there and serve the world in a, in a bigger way. So the ripple effect that you're creating is just so appreciated. Thank you for saying yes to this interview and sharing how you built this business from scratch and, and where you are now and how you're helping other people do the same. Oh, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure to, uh, to come. So thank you. Before you go, come on over and share your biggest takeaways and ahas from today's episode with Julia over at youngpratt.com slash 319. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. Next week, you'll meet Alex Pemberton, who traded in her nursing scrubs to become a WordPress developer and a designer. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any tips, tricks, or secrets on building a business based around your awesome. Hey, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome. <laughs>